The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson for the very first time, this is exciting actually, from one of my favourite podcasts, The Little Dum Dum Club, it's Tommy Daslow. Yeah. Hello mate. Hey mate. Uh, are you allowed to say that on my podcast? Oh, I should have checked. Right, yeah, I should have done the licensing agreement before I left home. Right, do I have to pay for that now? Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's part of my trick. Yeah, so you owe me twenty bucks on the right. way out. You yeah. go into other people's podcasts, drop your catchphrases, and then yeah. send them an invoice afterwards. I just walk into businesses, just shops, and say it in there. Right, and, and then... as soon as you say "Hey, mate," and if mm-hmm. they say "Hey, mate," you're like, "I own that." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm taking something out of your shop. Yeah, so the value of twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. My 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 grand aim is to become known as the most litigious comic going around that's I mean, what i want you know sometimes you, you 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 kind of stumble on those people who've like worked out some sort of business plan in comedy yeah and they're doing really really well yeah yeah and i and i've always not been that person neither and i i've been thinking about that a little bit recently actually like there is a real yeah there is a real mindset of people who can sit down and plan all that sort of stuff out and I think early days, like when those sort of people are starting out, everyone else looks at them and goes, what a freak this guy is. And yep. then six years down the track, they're killing it. All their affairs are nicely in order. There's a plan going on. There's a structure. They've got a small business. They've yeah. got an online store. They've yeah. got a like – I've been selling T-shirts for this podcast and I literally think I lose money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, well, I want a nice photo and I don't want James Foz to nice picture, so I don't want James to have to do it for free. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I send him some money yep. and then I only do a limited edition. Yep. And I think my limited edition means that I never make any profit. Yeah, that's that's the same with us. We made T-shirts for ours and they just we didn't think about it at all. Like we, we did two different kinds, like two different options, okay. which puts your costs up because yep. you're starting the print job twice. Both of them are front and back, which again is more printing. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Both of them are like three color, which again is we just <laughs> we wish, just went and did what you should do: cheap shirt, one side only, one option, one color print, and you can sell them for fifteen bucks. We've got to sell ours for like thirty, and then we barely make anything off it. I want to know: Did you buy a bunch of t-shirts? Like, is there someone at your house or Carl, Carl's house that there's a big box of t-shirts? Yes, Carl has the big box right. in his in his lounge room. Yeah, yeah. Which, see, that's I don't want a big box of my own merch in yeah. my house either. That's not something. It's I, pretty weird. I mean, I keep saying to him, because we've got, like, I live in a share house, so we've got, like, a bit more room, right. so I could have them, and he's always like, nah, I'll hang on to him. But it's also the size thing, because I assume you have to order, like, a bunch of different sizes, Yeah, and then you start to work out what the demographic size of your podcast is. Yeah, and I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's very depressing when you sell out of extra, extra larges the quickest. You go, okay, that's the, that's the demographic. Oh, no, I think... That's the podcast demographic. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think every podcast sells out of extra, extra larges first. Yeah. You, you don't want to be rude because they're the people that are listening and no, supporting. But it also, we had people going, do you have any 4XL? And we're like, 
No. No, but Sorry. we can sell you a lot of uh, tiny women's ones that we haven't got rid of because apparently <laughs> yeah. we have no female listeners <laughs> and certainly no yep. tiny female listeners. We've got the child's jumpsuits all ready to go right. for anyone out there having a kid. If you can if you can sew 80 of those together into a shirt. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You would really do us a favour by taking those off our hands. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, why, why did you guys start the podcast in the first place? Like, wait, Tell me a little bit about that because I've actually been fascinated yeah. by... We were, we were, do, well, for one, I was doing, I was doing temping in an office job. So I was doing like data entry where you can, you know, you can just sit, no one cares so you what were you do. doing. You were basically doing the job that from what I've talked to people about podcasts, most of the people who listen to podcasts yep. do. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd never, li- yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Like I'd never, I'd never really listened to any before. And then I just had hours in the day to eat up to stop myself from going insane, doing this really boring job. So yeah, I got on to... I think the first one I listened to was uh, when Mark Maron talked to Carlos Mencia uh, oh, okay. about that, all the joke theft stuff. It's a great podcast. Which is kind of a, a, a great podcast and B, a very a very famous kind of incident in that podcast that I think kind of put him on the map, really, for a lot of yeah. people. Um, and it's worth listening to as a great example of something that you could not really do in any other medium. No. Like, it's so... It's very confrontational, but I just loved that, that, like hearing that and going, oh, this is, you can just, people can do anything on this. This is great. I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying sometimes, but it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we, um, so yeah, I just uh, started then getting a bunch of other ones and I kind of liked that you'd hear someone on one thing and then you find out they've got their own thing and all that and was just kind of thinking, like, I think you guys had started, I listened to you guys a bit. It was like pretty early days of you guys. Um, But there were, you know, apart from me, there weren't really many Australian ones out there at all, and certainly none that had guests on it. So I was well, not comedy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not like you know, ones, it was yeah. like I mean, there was a bunch of like because when people um, talk about uh, you know my show or your show or Steel Show or those yep. sort of things as being like pioneering Australian podcasts, that's not true. There's been podcasts that have been around for like sure. ten years. You yeah, know what I mean, but like insofar as comedy podcasts in this you know, new model that people seek understand a little bit more yeah, about yeah. like what podcasts are. There wasn't a lot of them. Yeah, sure. In and Australia. we and we just kind of, like so I was talking to Carl one day. I think we were both kind of at the same time had had the thought of starting one up and so it was just like, oh, well, let's do one together and there's not really a comedy one that has guests on, so let's just do that and have our friends in and hit up whoever we can and it just sort of snowballed from there. But I, I assume you would have been the same way you started up going this might be a thing that I just do for three weeks and no one listens to it and then... Well, funnily enough, because of, like, because I guess... And again, quite recently, um, I was was doing an interview about podcasts Mm -hmm. and they were sort of talking about... I've been very lucky with this podcast in that I think a lot of the time, you know, particularly with, like, say, your podcast, with Seal's podcast, those sort of podcasts, it's... It, it's been a way of like getting your work out to people who haven't heard your work. Before. Absolutely, yeah. Whereas like my podcast is more like a small percentage of my audience <laughs> yeah. who put up with my shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, most of the people who like my other stuff aren't even dipping into the podcast. Your like, your podcast is kind of like um, the kind of like curtained off section at the back of your career. So like most people are in the main frontage of the shop, and then there's this like kind of secret dirty bit that people can go into. Right. You need, most to, you of need people... to wink at the guy. <laughs> You know, yeah, you need to yeah. be like have the secret handshake and I'll take you out yeah. to the back room. And most of the people in the shop love the shop and yep. they don't even know about the curtained off section. But the right. people in the curtained off section, they are just looking at the people out in the main shop going, these guys have no idea what they're missing. Well, you know what, Tommy? I like that a lot better than how I think of this podcast, <laughs> which is that it's my dog star. 
I don't know if you ever remember Keanu Reeves' band Dogstar. Yep, yep, yep. But like where everyone's like, just make movies. <laughs> Stop making your terrible, terrible band and think that I, – I feel like this podcast is sometimes that, but I enjoy it very much. So yeah. uh, it's brought us both at, uh, to – San Francisco. Yes. This is, I mean, we are sitting here in a hotel room in, in San Francisco at the moment. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I suppose we should mention. Quite a, like a weird, like it's quite a cool little hotel room. This. It's, yeah. very, it's very Japanese. It's like a Japanese hotel. For some reason, the base of this festival is, which is the San Francisco Sketch Fest, is in the heart of Japantown yep. in San Fran, which I don't know why they've chosen that as a because hub. Because they got a deal, I oh, imagine. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> with the hotels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, these hotels are both, like the hotel you're in and the hotel that I'm mm. in, which are quite near each other, yep. are both owned by the same people. And uh, like, right, right. it's part of some sort of deal, I imagine. But it kind of means that you're staying in, like I look around this room and it's quite quirky. There's like a mural on the wall, that's of like, a busy mural to have in a room that's sole purpose is to sleep in. Like that's that, there's a lot going on on that. Well, also, like let's we can describe it for the people at home. So if you imagine the the room looks a bit Japanese, so it's a bit mm-hmm. of like the bed's kind of on a like a wooden base in the middle of the room, kind of you know floating, and then on the wall is this. Um, I can't. I, it's even hard to explain what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of. It's very abstract. Like there's a lot of flowers and there's some birds flying around. There's birds with envelopes. Yeah, it's like it's like an early version of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I think the Japanese. It's Japanese Harry Potter, is what it is. <laughs> right. It's like a lot of birds. Like, and the thing about the birds is they're in fluorescent yellow. Yeah. Which, uh, when you turn out the lights, if you have any other light on in the room, the birds just. So if you had just watched Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds yeah. or if you had a bird phobia, this would be a terrible room <laughs> yeah, to stay yeah. in. Then there's some sort of crying girl. Yeah. Like she's crying. There's a tear coming out of her yeah. eye. Yeah, she's holding hands with someone who's just out of frame. Yeah. Which I would sort of, from sitting here, I would think that maybe it continues around the edge of the wall, but it doesn't. It just very it coolly doesn't. cuts off. It doesn't at all. Maybe in the next room. Maybe I was going to say that. Wouldn't that be incredible if you were really passionate about finding out the story of this and then you find out that in the next room their painting goes, so you just have to like go around and then you and then on like the last... Early on, they've like <laughs> some guys like, you know how we could get people to stay here a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In every room? Yeah. Make every room like a clue to the story. Or it just establishes a sense of community within the hotel. Like oh, you've yeah, got people right. coming into your room all the time wanting to see your just painting. Just to see what your... But that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Actually, that is kind of nice. <laughs> I, I really like that, that idea. So, um, uh, yeah, and then there's some sort of weird... See, the bit that's freaking me out is this, whatever this thing is down here that's shooting out... It yeah. looks like it's shooting out like almost like a like a kid's railway hose. Uh, it looks like, like part flashlight, part train, but yeah, it's got stuff shooting out of it. it I mean, that doesn't that's not good words to use when describing something, but Right. I mean, it's it's hard to describe it. I'm, yeah. You know what? I would take a photo. In my of experience, the wall. people love it when you do visual things on a podcast. <laughs> you know what? Uh, people can get fucked. Yeah. It's free. Come yeah. on, people. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will take a photo and I'll put it on the Facebook page. But uh, there's another thing about this hotel room that I find um, a bit weird. Is, yeah. You know how uh, sometimes – I don't know if my shower's broken. Oh, yeah. Or if it's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm too embarrassed to ring reception yeah, right. to go because basically it doesn't have like a traditional knob. It has this sort of thing where the knob feels like it's broken. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you pull it out in a special way, the shower just starts. Here's but I can't seem to adjust the like heat or anything. Yeah, so right. I assume it's broken, but I don't want to like feel racist if I ring the front desk and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, with that's this? traditional. Yeah. yeah, it's like 
Traveling, when you travel a bit, like showers are the number one frustration, I think, of traveling. And I think I've talked about this before on, on our show, but it's, it's crazy to me that we don't live in a time where showers and the way that the knobs work and everything is just standardized. Should be standard. Like well, everywhere you go, yep, there's the- a different, the ones here where there's just a thing that you turn that there's no idea of how to get it hotter and colder. The ones where every, Every kind of shower you go in, like the the knobs have a different sensitivity for heat. Right. Do you know what I mean? Some you've got to crank it right up to get it tepid and then others you give it a nudge and it's like scalding. The thing where there's like the little thing that you've got to pull out to make it not go to the bathtub. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, well, this one's got one of those. It's got one of those. They love that over in this country, I've realized. There's a lot like you see that. I reckon you see that a lot more here than you do. Right. They were just like, fuck having two sets of taps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'll take hours to put in. (laughs) Right. I would hate to have like a hot and cold that I could turn on and work out what the temperature I want is. No, I need some sort of weird knob. And a pull-out thing. I've just realised what's going on on this mural. That mm. thing that's shooting stuff out, that's right. the that's the um, bathtub right. water and she's crying because she wants the shower <laughs> and she she can't work out how to get it to change over to the shower. No, I like it even I like it even more than that. If I rang down and said, what's the go with the shower? They were like, what are you talking about? The instructions <laughs> are in the mural on the wall. You just follow the simple instructions. The abstract instruction mural. Right. Don't you have them at home? I mean, get to the... <laughs> Um, I had a visitor um, stay in this hotel room last night too, which is a a bit of a weird story. So again, uh, so we have both had a bit of a uh, hard time getting to San Fran. Why don't you talk us through? Before we get to that, Mm -hmm. in classic Tofop style, we'll go all over the place. It'll be fine. We'll get back to this eventually. (laughs) Um, uh, How did you first, like how it... How did you get here to San Francisco? Like, how did you get invited to the festival? Oh, okay. Um, I, I just kind of through doing our podcast, um, we know Matt Besser. He yep. has been on our show a couple of times. And he is kind of – I just saw that he was on the listed as being on the advisory board of this festival and I thought, oh, oh that looks like a fun thing. And uh-huh. so I said, hey, do you, what do you think? Like, do you reckon they'd be into me doing stuff? And then he just put me in touch with the guy and the guy was like, yeah, come over. So What I love is I've actually just asked you, uh, how'd you get yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's not even – the answer's like – the answer to how you get that, oh, I guess it's generally pretty much the same as what I just did, but it's just very unimpressive. Just right. like oh, I just begged to do it. And then they said, yeah, come, but you got to get yourself here. And I went, all right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, getting yourself here was not as easy as it was meant to be, right? I don't know no. this story, but last night you, uh, we, we ran into each other. We've yeah. both had a hard time getting here. It seems like we've both had a hard time getting here, but kind of in completely opposite ways. Okay. I got I my flight, at, I, I booked a 10 a.m. flight because I wanted to get in and kind see of, a bit of see, see a bit of San Fran. Uh, got to the airport at eight. Got there nice and early, just because nice. you don't know, like. Where were you traveling flying domestically? Out of? Uh, Los LAX? Angeles, yeah, yeah. L- LAX. Yeah. yeah, but there's a bunch of airports in Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> as, as, How do you as know that? Be, as will become <laughs> very important to this story a little later on. So, <laughs> I yeah, I got there nice and early, and the uh, the guy at the front bit. You know, like I find it weird here how they've got the thing where you like check in on the street. Have you seen that? They've just got a sure. counter set up on the footpath, yeah. which I think is You get out of your cab kind of or you ridiculous. get out of your car and you like check in on the yeah. curbside check-in. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's kind of cool. But yeah, so that guy was like, your flight's been cancelled. Um, oh, the flight had been cancelled? Yeah. Um, Who were you flying with? With Delta. Okay, all right. See, I don't know. Because you like Delta Goodrum? Is that why you're, <laughs> you're just a big fan? we got a lot in common, yeah. Right. I'm trying to work out. <laughs> <I> can- <laughs> 
<laughs> was that a cancer just joke? A little, yeah, it was yeah. a little tasty treat. Um, <laughs> I uh, One of my favourite things to do is to do I, – I talk in my stand-up sometimes about having had cancer and yeah. one of my favourite things to do is to do all that stuff and then be mildly disparaging about Delta and right. anyone that goes a bit, oh, just go, get fucked. I had it. Like right. surely you've got to get some kind of card where you can just – Tee off on other people in the oh, clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. She could release a song called "Fuck Tommy Daslow." I'd be fine with that. That's right. cool. That's part of the, that's part of the community that we're in. It's allowed. <laughs> I would love to see you make that argument to her. She's like, I heard you told some really nasty jokes about me. And you're like, well, you can write a song called "Fuck Tommy Daslow." <laughs> She's like, I don't think you have any understanding of the sort of songs I write. And I'm doing this in my audition for The Voice. Right. <laughs> but I've just come on and done stand up. <laughs> like, I picked Delta. She's like, I didn't spin my chair around. I'm like, no, no, but we've got this bond. So I, I pick right. you. I'm going to be on your team. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so you're so, flying Delta. Your you flight well, got cancelled. But quickly, like, I. I kind of find it very hard to work out what's the shit airline here. I think they might oh, all be really they're bad. They're all shit. Yeah, because you know, that is the. This is a topic that has come up a couple of times on the right. show because I also mm. like you know new country. The weird thing about being in a new country, particularly America, for me because I'm living over here now, yep. is that it's not the big things that throw you. Yeah, it's just not instinctively being able to tell which is a good airline and which sure. is a shit airline, yeah, which yeah. is a good cable company and which is the shit <laughs> yeah, cable company, yeah. which is the place you should get your internet with. And like my friends are so sick of me. I think my American friends, like I started having to share it around. Because yeah. when you're moving into a new house, you're doing all those things at the same time. Sure, and but you, you take you it for granted at home. like Right, but yeah. you can't ring fucking Dave Anthony every second day <laughs> going, what gas company should I use? What cable company should I be with? He's like, this is not who wants to be a millionaire. I am not your phone a friend option. That's a good idea for a podcast, calling Dave Anthony every day. Right. It's just little five-minute episodes every day of just you getting him to sort your life out. Yeah, all the airlines are shit here. I I flew southwest. They don't even have assigned seats. Right. Yeah. It's It's just cattle call. Yeah, it's cattle call. Wow. And and here's what people do on southwest is this is the most fucking ridiculous thing and this is why our society is – like going downhill really quickly yeah. and why we're all it's the major problem with us trying to save money is that it, it pits us against each other yeah. right you put all these charges on the airlines you put all the charges on the baggage and stuff so no one checks in their fucking baggage they all take it on board you have a system like southwest where they don't have assigned seats but the flight's full so guess what the first people who get to go on the plane do they sit in the window seat yeah and they sit on the aisle seat yeah because that's where people want to sit yeah yeah. so yeah. then you have the last people going on which was me on this particular flight yesterday and then you have to like jam in between two, yeah often like a couple yeah. Well, often like people who got on the flight together, but they've sat it, and now suddenly you're just sitting in the middle of them really fucking awkwardly. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I think it should be, I think it needs to be a sign because I like the system of if you get to the airport early enough, like flying over here from Australia, I got to the airport super early because my friends were giving me a lift. They wanted to beat peak hour traffic. So I was like, that's fine, whatever. And I was early enough that I just, I had my pick of the plane. So right. I said to the guy, is there, can I just have an aisle all to myself? And he was like, you bet you can. So I had just me, three seats. You know, you get there early. Really? You put the time in. You know what I mean? You get to yep. make your pick. You should be rewarded for that instead of, yeah, just being the first, the, the pushiest one at the gate. Yeah. I don't like that system at it's all. Shit. Southwest is a very bad name for an airline as well because, like, it's <laughs> weird. It implies you're just, only going one direction. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. They must lose out on a heap yeah. of business from people wanting to go right. from like North LA to, to uh, from LA to New York. Going well, they must just not go there. Why would you? Why would you call your airline you know and still I, go there? I admire about you, Tommy, is that you actually took a punt on knowing which direction was not southwest. <laughs> Because yeah. I never would have put really. Like, I just went with northeast as the opposite to that. But you were specifically like people oh. will know that this flight is not southeast. It's just to from me, that uh, could be southeast. It's just from hip hop, the north coast, west coast thing. Uh, east coast, know? west coast, east coast, west coast. Yeah, sorry, I don't yeah. think in hip hop they had a north coast. <laughs> Just one guy, <laughs> Heavy D and the boys. Yeah, I'm on the North Coast. Really cold. Just really rugged up. <laughs> <laughs> really having a hard time doing the hand signals. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, so what happened? My it, flight like, got cancelled yep. and then the guy, basically then I had to line up for ages to get to the service can. I was in the line for like an hour and then I got put on... The, there was the next flight was at one in the afternoon, and it's like nine a.m. at this point. Sure. So they put and me you're on in an airport. Hmm? Yeah, in and LAX for an airport that is such a big hub no. of and of international flights as well is maybe one of the worst airports going around. It's there half, is it's nothing half in finished. there. Yeah, it is. There's shit. bits of it now, like. Two years ago, three years ago, it was possibly the worst airport, like major airport. Yeah. It's the second biggest airport in, like, as in the second most traffic through an mm-hmm. airport uh, uh, behind JFK of any airport in America. Yeah, right. Yeah, when you're flying to Denver or you're flying to places like that, the airports are magnificent. Yeah. And LAX is a nightmare. Yeah. Like, absolute nightmare. They're, they're improving it at the moment, and there are bits of LAX now that are actually kind of good, but yep. most of it's still There's shit. just not that much stuff there that you'd think for somewhere no. where you're going to get trapped for ages. But uh, so, yeah, then they put me – so they put me on a 1 p.m. flight, but then they gave me a standby ticket for an 11 a.m. Okay. flight, which I kind of – I'm fascinated by that here. Like that is a real thing with flights and with anything. Like with shows that are on here at the festival, you can – go and get on a wait list, which I find very, like, I just love that we don't do that at home. No. Like, no one really does that. It's Fuck like, that. sold out. Ah, well, some people might turn up. The seats will be empty. Too fucking bad. Should have booked earlier. Like, it, it's like, why do we not ever bother with being in a standby? I mean, I don't like the standby, though, because often with the flights in particular, what will happen is they will overbook. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll oversell the flight. And then they start bribing people. Right. Like, I've been on flights where they're really doing the thing of, like, you're waiting to get on the flight. And they're like, well, this flight's overbooked. We'll give you, like, a $50 voucher off your uh, next flight if uh, you're willing to... Like sit around the airport for another three hours oh, or whatever. Right. I was on a flight recently back from yeah back from Denver, I think. Again, Southwest, where they made people get off the plane because the plane was too heavy. <laughs> like how? Right? They were like, "We've got too much. We've got too many people, and it's too heavy. We're going to have to like eliminate people from like Biggest Loser style, basically." Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> We all got together. We voted. That's that's their next thing. They they go from on the Australian one at the moment. They're trying to make a whole town lose weight, and mm. then the next season they just narrow it down. It's just a plane full of people. A plane full of people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it all has to be exercises that you can do on the plane. All deep vein thrombosis yeah. <laughs> exercises. Uh, uh, I like the airline industry here. Just seems like they have just absolutely given up. Like, they just don't care anymore. Like, even yesterday, well, it's all flights budget. being delayed. None of it's luxury. It's all budget. Yeah, flights being delayed, flights being cancelled, and just so, just no kind of like, 
No, like the flight I ended up being on left an hour and a half late and just no mention of it. No, not even a casual when we took off. Oh, sorry, this is a little bit late. I think at one point the woman at the gate said, oh, it's the weather in San Fran, which just what a great way of absolving yourself of all responsibility. Like it's it's the climate in the other city. There's nothing we can do about it. But it's also like everything because all of the airlines are shit, Mm. they don't have to worry about like the fact that you will go and use another airline. Yeah. Like like, basically their slogan is, what the fuck are you going to do? Walk? Yeah. Well, this is the this is the thing because in LA I started using Uber, which is like a an app that mm-hmm. gets you like a private driver, and it's the best. They it, you get on the app, you book it, it does it yep. by your location. Someone comes within a minute. It's all just linked into your account. It's so easy and it's so great. And before I saw that, you know, taxis can be in some cities can be so bad, like so hard to come by. Well, in LA, they're terrible. Yeah, they're the worst. And, and I I think that every LA taxi is a front for some other business. <laughs> Like seriously, none yeah. of them, none of them want you to pay with a card. Yep. Like it's always like, like yesterday, I was like, I caught a taxi to the airport and I wanted to pay with my card because it's like I'm on a business trip. Yeah. So I want like the receipt on my credit card so I can claim it on my tax. Yeah. Right? And this dude's like, cash, cash, and I'm like, I don't like it was like an eighty dollar fare or whatever. I'm like I don't have cash, <laughs> and he's gone. How much do you have? <laughs> Like, is this even your cab? Yeah, yeah. Did you steal this cab? Yeah, yeah. That's, a lot. yeah, like they, we, with the taxis, like they're so kind of, yeah, so like my whole thing used to be like, oh, yeah, you get stuck here uh, with this system that you, you kind of have to use because there's no there's other no alternative and they yeah. can be as shit as they want. And then Uber comes in and you go, oh, yeah, there's an easier way. And just all of yesterday I was thinking, this is a business idea. How can someone start up the Uber of the sky to really kick the – like just – do you know what I mean? Because that's what someone would have done. Someone would have gone, there's got to be a way to make taxis better. Yeah, they need – you know, yeah, they. I don't know what you can do. So you just need a plane with like a pink mustache on the front of it that you can (laughs) – is that one Uber? Because there's two of them. There's Uber and Lyft is Lyft is the pink moustache. Okay, so I caught – while you were telling that story, you might have noticed that I leaned over behind me and I grabbed like a a necklace of green beads. Yeah, I thought you were grabbing it as like a prayer thing for to get good luck for my story having some kind of good ending or something. Or like I'm at at New Orleans and it's Mardi Gras. (laughs) So what happened was we we caught – um, a lift last night. Yep. Back from the uh, the, the party where I saw you. Mm-hmm. Back to my hotel, and uh, the dude, like who picked us up, was the fuck. It was like it was the best bit of the night. <laughs> like not only is it better than a taxi, but this dude had like, like we all had to wear these beard these bead necklaces. Like he had a bunch of them on his thing. He was like playing the music and had this oh, like great. party vibe. So the three of us are in the cab. We've all got our beads on. We're all singing <laughs> along to the thing. I'm like. <laughs> fucking rad and it's just getting us home yeah that's great well that's the other thing because a lot of them and this i don't want this to seem like it's going into like race territory or anything but like the guys that are doing the uber stuff they're doing it kind of on the side as like a little extra thing so they're not you know people that drive taxis are just doing it all the time and yep. they're just over it and they're jaded because so you're saying kind of they're not from other countries no i'm i'm i've that's got, what you're saying your honor i'm they going nowhere English, no they're not from other countries going, is that what you're saying not my words at all right. you can <laughs> Go back and check the tapes. At no point, at no point did those words Pretty leave sure my mouth. Pretty sure that story started with the equivalent of you saying, "I'm not a racist," but <laughs> oh boy, I'm in some hot water here. Uh, yeah, um, uh, but yeah, like that's I've I've had that so many. All the drivers I've gotten, they're just like, they're just yeah. It's like a new business. It's like an extra little thing on the side. That they're, they're happy. Like, they're loving it. They're yeah. excited and yeah. they're creating their own world and their own vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's the podcasting of the roads. It is. <laughs> Except they've found a way to make money out of it. Yeah. 
Who's the first Uber driver to double it up and turn his Uber into a mobile podcast? <laughs> Who's the Mark Maron of Uber? <laughs> <laughs> that just like is is going people is going his drivers for bad things that they've done in the oh, past. I love the idea that yeah, he he picks them up and then it's all about their relationship. Yeah. Look, I know at the start I didn't like you, but I feel like we've worked through that. I'll yeah, I saw your it. photo come up on the profile and I just thought there. Well, I I think because Uber, you know, you rate the driver and the driver rates you. As oh, a, they as rate a, you. As, yeah. they rate you as well. I believe so. That's what someone told me. Because oh, I mean, they'd, they'd kind of have to in a way. Like there, there needs to be some kind of. Well, I think that's a good system. Like yeah. the rating system is like because I have heard that with Uber or Lyft, I'm not sure which one it is. I'm not a, an expert, but I've had a few friends who've been using yeah. it. Um, is that they uh, that you rate them, and if they get three bad ratings, basically they oh, lose right. their. You know, so th- there's a real incentive to yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty big power to have over someone that there's no consequence to you burning them and you're never gonna see them again. Do you know what I mean? Like to be able to just wow, you've gone to a dark place on that. I really have. Like you, could, I'm just like, saying, there's people out there right. who would you know. But you've started doing that. Th- no, no, I've been rating well, them all. I've been rating them all. I no, give everyone you five. Could, but you could ju- you could blackmail someone. <laughs> you could be like, well, yeah, knock twenty bucks off this mate, or yeah, you're not gonna good. That's well. That's probably why they can rate you as well. Yeah, comment one one star. Comment try two finger me, and it's like all written in lowercase. <laughs> See you in hell, buddy. <laughs> Did I break the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to finger me. Well, I like that you gave them one star still. Yeah. Like, like not zero. Not, not zero stars. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, at least he wasn't checking his phone. I mean, right. that'd be bad. <laughs> I reckon I've really done my Uber credit, uh, my, my Uber profile some damage yesterday, though, because by the time I got in to here, it was like 5 p.m. or so. I'd been at the airport all day, so I'd been on my phone a lot. Phone was dead. I get into the San Francisco airport and I've still got uh, – my iPad's got battery and there's free wireless there. So I get on the Wi-Fi and so I've booked one but what they do is they'll normally like text you when they're approaching uh-huh. and if they can't find you, they'll call you. Yep. But because my phone was dead, they uh-huh. couldn't get onto me. And an airport right. is like there's all different terminals uh-huh. and stuff. So Lyft's just kept – Uber's just kept not turning up and then I checked the app and it would – it was just deleted because uh-huh. they've clearly given up on me. So I just kept booking and it took me like four tries to get right. someone. And then when I finally plugged my phone in, I just had all these texts of these drivers right. going, man, what terminal are you at? Yeah. And then another one going, man, i got to be honest, I'm probably going to have to leave soon. Like just from like these four different drivers just going, oh no, my rating is just going to go down the toilet after that. Well, I had a shit uh, experience. I got a cab uh, mm-hmm. to the airport, so that's my first mistake. But yeah. I, I haven't been able to use Uber or Lyft yet either because I still have a burner phone um, in America. I'm oh, going right. to get an iPhone at some stage. But um, somebody sent me a sext the other night. <laughs> Can't open it. Oh, really? I can't open pictures on my phone. Well, there you go. That's incentive to get that iPhone. Literally, somebody was like, I sent you a sexy <laughs> picture. I was like, oh, yeah, I deleted that. Couldn't open it. <laughs> I have well, a burner phone. Because I've just gotten I'm, – I'm only here for 10 days, so I got a, a prepaid uh, SIM for oh, my yeah. iPhone. Uh-huh. And what happens with them is if you don't use them for like 90 days, it, it just the number just resets back into the system and they just give it out to right, someone sure. else. And this happened the other day. I reckon this kind of really sums up the difference between – this is a real stark difference between Americans and Australians. The first morning I was here, my phone rang and I'd given my number to one other person and it was a guy who I was meant to be staying with that day. So I thought I'd better answer. Right. I pick up and go, hello. And the guy goes, yeah, hello. And I go, oh, yeah. And then he just goes, eh, wrong number, huh? And then just kind of like hangs up. 
Now, like you, if you're at home, like if you got a, if you dialed the wrong number, right. you got a wrong number. The transaction would be, oh man, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I think I've dialed the wrong number. But the way he said it was like shitty at me, like I'm somehow complicit in wasting his time. Like right. wrong number, huh? Like interesting. Yeah, I had, um, uh, I'd been given the wrong number for a club, uh, and I, I missed a flight, and I was trying to ring the club to like you know leave a message just to say you know here's what I'm doing now, and yeah, like you yeah. know, so so they didn't panic. Yeah. And uh, I left like a couple of messages and it wasn't, they'd given me the wrong number. So it was someone else's number. Right. And the woman rang me back and told me like, and it was really nice. I was yeah. like, in Australia, people were just like, fuck him. Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, delete. Yeah. yeah, well, they'd fuck Whatever, with you. Whatever, mate. Yeah. yeah. They'd go, you don't worry about coming in. We've given you spot away. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, so I went to the, the this is probably not going to surprise anybody who was listening earlier, but um mm-hmm. And I guess that's everybody. It'd be weird <laughs> that you've just dropped into the podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> they always warm up about the yeah. 31 minute mark. That's yeah, who are these it... people? You know how people now, how they're like always walking past department store windows that just have IMAX playing podcasts and people just gather around in the street to listen to Will Anderson's big new announcement? <laughs> <laughs> so I. Um, I got out to the airport and I checked the so the the festival here and it's a lovely festival yep. and I, I'm it's an absolute pleasure to to be part of it. I did my first show last night with a um, very funny guy uh, from New York called Dave Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd highly recommend that people like check out his work. Really, like really fantastic. Yep. Completely different energy to me. <laughs> uh, if people know Todd Barry, like yep. a, like a lower energy kind of you know quirkier sort of performer, and yep. Todd was there as well, who who I know and. I always feel really embarrassed like performing in front of Todd because I'm pretty high energy at the best of times. Mm. But when Todd's in the room, it really feels like, you know, like I'm so high energy yeah. compared to like how, how low energy he yeah, is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, but he was uh, he was there and um, it, it was a really fun show. And like we had, I mean, probably like a hundred people or so that came out and saw the show, which I think like for my first time here, like doing a show, I was really happy with, you know, they were a great crowd and yep. I, I, I had a really good time. Uh, but the fest, so that's all the nice things that I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> this is the equivalent of I'm not racist, but. I'm not but. a racist, but. This I don't hate this festival, festival but. but. <laughs> 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 it's fair to say that they put a lot more uh, planning into making sure everyone gets to the after party than yeah. they necessarily <laughs> do into the gigs, right? Like we got to the gig last night. The tech didn't know what was going. We didn't know if the host was going to arrive. We didn't Great. know how long we were meant to be doing. Like it was just like, we got you here. Yeah. It'll be fine, yep. right? And it's a bit like that with um, – so they sent me through – a few weeks ago, they sent me through my flights. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's your flights. And I kind of printed – like I put them away and I, I had a look at them. I thought, I think I'm flying out of LAX. But uh, anyway, I didn't – so I put it away. Then like two days before I get here, they send me a complete itinerary, mm-hmm. right? All my gigs that I have, you know, all the things that they need me to go to and like my flights. And it says you're flying out of Burbank, which is another airport yep. in and I've never flown out of Burbank before, but I'm like, oh, I'm glad. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I'm glad I caught that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad I saw that and I checked it several times. I was like, no, it's definitely Burbank. Some big signposting going on here. I, 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 I got on the internet. I checked how long it would take me to get to Burbank. Yep. People were saying it, it won't take you as long. Uh, it, you'll get through really quickly. It's a small airport. It's not like LAX. It is massive. Yeah. So I've gone to Burbank. Turns out it wasn't flying out of Burbank. <laughs> 
because uh, I tried to check in on the curbside, as you yep. like said before. I got out of my cab. I'm like, I'm going to curbside check in. I've gone up to the dude. He's like, you know, I said, oh, like, have you got a booking number? I said, yes, I have a booking number. I'd written it down. <laughs> I was, I was so, I was so across this. And he goes, oh no, no, you're not. Yeah, you're flying out of LAX. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So then I'm like, well, do I have time to get to LAX from from here before my flight? And he's like, uh, no, 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 you don't. And um, and then I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, is there somewhere here that I can hire a car? Because like there was part of me that was like, I can probably still drive to San Francisco from LA <laughs> and make my gig. Right? How long does it take? Seven hours. Oh, okay, right. So it, <laughs> it's about midday, and I'm like, my gigs at like the show starts at eight. So I kind of, as long as I, yep, drove straight to the gig. Yep. <laughs> I wish you'd done that. Right. (laughs) Then some other dude in the line's just gone, you know they fly to San Francisco from this airport? You just just change your flight to here. I was like, oh, okay, that's a much better idea. That would have been so good if that guy wasn't there and the guy's like, yeah, there's an Avis over there and then you're – so you're like four hours into the journey and just got all this time in your own head and then you just suddenly realise – you know what? There probably was a flight from San Francisco out of that airport. <laughs> oh, the dude said to me, he's like, oh, yeah, but it'll cost you like $120 to like change your flight. I'm like, it cost me $120 to get a cab from here to LAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cost me more than $120 to hire a fucking car and get yeah, there. Yeah, So I changed my flight, ended up getting on an earlier flight, mm-hmm. which um, meant that I missed the transport they had arranged for me from the airport here because I've got in too early for that. Yep. Didn't have time to arrange that. So I got another cab yep. um, here to the hotel. My, basically what I'm saying is that on what they're paying me to be at this festival, <laughs> I'm about 300 bucks down <laughs> right now, which is why I needed to pay with my card, asshole taxi guy. So yeah, at least yeah, I yeah. can claim that shit. Yeah, exactly. Get it back. Yeah. Um, that's that's so funny. Like I imagine that must sound – I don't know if it's quite the same, but that must sound pretty ridiculous to anyone from LA to mix up those airports. Like imagine in Melbourne going, oh, I was meant to be going to Sydney for gigs and I accidentally went to Avalon Airport instead of Tullamarine. Like how much of a dead set dunce you would sound like. Right. And I understand that I do sound like a dunce, <laughs> which is why that while you've been calling me a dunce, I've leaned <laughs> over to grab my computer so that I can turn it on and show you the itinerary that they sent me. Oh, so this was their that they they fucked it up. They put Burbank on your thing. They fucked it oh, up. Oh, okay, right. I, I did not right. fuck this up. Right. They well, I mean, I could have checked the original thing they sent me, yeah. which did say LAX, and I later checked the original thing. But like the thing that they sent me after that confused me. Yeah. It's not my fault that they <laughs> German. Okay, here is your this is like this is literally the headline of the email is here is the information you need to know for SF Sketchfest 2014. <laughs> now, look right there. At, uh-huh. So the top line there, you can just... You know, yeah, day... So it says... B-U-R, yep. B-U-R. B-U-R. Yep. Right. Southwest, yep. 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 That seems to indicate that it's Burbank, yep. right? Yep, yep. Because I'm pretty sure B-U-R isn't the abbreviation for LAX. Yeah. I'm pretty sure LAX <laughs> is the abbreviation No, they for changed LAX. the abbreviation because right. Bill Burr flies out of there so much. <laughs> They're big fans. Let's honour this guy by changing the code of the airport. <laughs> People are like, you know he's not even from LA. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. He we works love him. here now. We right. love him. We love him. He tells the truth. Yeah. I saw him do a drop-in the other night. It was awesome. Oh, uh, where was that at? Uh, the improv. 
Uh, so you've been doing gigs in uh, LA before you got yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, I did a couple. And, uh, so you did some of my favourite gigs in LA. In fact, you did. Uh, I know you did the Virgil on Monday yep. night hot tub. Yep. Uh, and I'm doing Kurt's show tonight here in uh, San oh, cool. Fran. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I will post this today or not. I will try to, but I've got hotel internet, so yeah. Um, who fucking knows if that'll work? What are they? What are they stinging you for the hotel internet? You know what? It was free. Okay, but to oh. upgrade to a like one that works. It yeah, was I like, got. You know I got what? the same thing. Yeah, it was yeah. only like five bucks or something a day. Yeah, like it wasn't. Compared to Australia, like where it can still cost you fucking thirty bucks in some hotels for like well, again, like actual internet. It's like the shower thing where when are we getting some kind of uniform? This is what you know. This is what the internet costs across the board in all hotels, or all of them are just giving it to us for free. Like some places you go, you get it, you get great, you get great stuff, you get great Wi-Fi for free. Right. Other places to get a shitty thing, you've got to pay twenty bucks a day. It's just the wild west out there. Like, I know. it's crazy. It's crazy times. Yeah. First world podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing in my hotel that I'll be interested to see if you're if you I love it. by the way that the things that we've complained about so far on this podcast are <laughs> you know what bothers me about being able to fly through the sky to another place? Yeah. You know what bothers me about being able to access any bit of information from all over the world on yeah. a computer? Yeah. Well, because I'm I'm yeah, I'm past well that's the thing. I like here. They have the internet on the plane. You can get Wi-Fi on the plane, right. which we haven't really gotten onto Fucking back home yet. Fucking does my head in back home now because flights are fun when you can use the internet. Yeah, like for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm often touring to places where I'm taking six or seven hour flights here. Yeah, and if you can. Log, like if you can be online Yeah That whole time Yeah It's fucking It's great You get some work done Yeah You, get some... you can do all your sort of ground planning Like when you're in the air And just get down And know what you're doing But I Yes I was doing it yesterday on the plane And just going How good's this And just the Like I was sitting there going How do they even get the Wi-Fi to work up here Like how does that work mm. How do they get a signal What's it plugged into Forgetting that I'm in a fucking plane right. Like I'm so complacent about Like being able to fly somewhere is just it's just a given at this right. point. Like I'm more impressed that they've gotten a dial up modem up there. Yeah, but you think it's weirder. Where's, that... What's the phone line? Where's it coming right. from? <laughs> In this metal tube that's transporting me at very high speeds through the air to somewhere else. I um uh I so you did the Virgil, which a hot tub, brilliant oh, yeah. show, uh, and you did uh, put your hands together. Yes. Yeah. Which, did you do the podcast as well? Is your set on the podcast? Can I people, think so, yeah. They yeah. Cameron so they, interviewed me at the end about it. It's at UCB. Yeah. And they um they do a they record the show and they do a little podcasty thing. So yeah. Yeah. you should definitely check out that. It's pretty it's cool. Really, it's, it's a pretty cool, cool idea. Show. Yeah. I had done uh, Doug Loves Movies just beforehand. People have yes. already talked about the fact that I was not I was on a very funny episode of Doug Loves Movies. I really love that podcast. It was my first time on the podcast. Yeah. I was not particularly happy with it was one of those times where i was reminded because <laughs> sometimes in my life tommy i have an idea of myself in my head <laughs> that is not actually what i am like in real life yeah i like to think of myself as a person who always first and foremost serves the show yeah like you know your job as a comedian if you're a part of the show is for the show to be great absolutely and whatever yeah. role you can play for the show to be great is the role that you should be playing yes and then i'm on a show where the show was great and i wasn't great and i realize that, that i'm lying to myself <laughs> 
I want the show to be great and I want me to be great yeah. as well. You I want the show about you to be great. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I want everyone else in the show to be great as well. Absolutely, I'm, yeah. I'm never a performer that wants anyone else to do badly. Yeah. I, and that's the thing that I guess confused me in that moment is because the when I say that I want the show to go great and I, I think I'm a generous performer is that I want everyone to go great. Yeah. Russell Howcroft always says that, you know, in his version of the world, everyone's a millionaire, right? <laughs> and I'm like... And I get that, right? <laughs> Everyone should be able to like have a good time and have success and those sort of things. For sure, yeah. But what I realized was that if I'm not like, you know, like if it's a really good show and none of it's to do with me, I hate that. <laughs> well, it, it like I only saw the last 10 minutes of it and you know, it's up there now so people can listen to oh, it. Oh yeah, people for context. can listen like, and have listened to it. It um it, it looked it just it, it did seem like a very difficult thing to to wedge into for one no matter who you were and then especially not really knowing those guys, do you know what I mean? Right. As well as they know each other, uh-huh. like they've all those guys have probably been working together for what, right. a decade at least. Well, the, the thing about it was, and I, I said this afterwards, I think that I made a choice that is a better choice that, than I would have made 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, I would have been like, fuck it, I'm getting in. Yeah, <laughs> and the truth of it is that, like, more likely than not in that show when it was going really well and everyone had a rhythm, yeah it would have fucked what people were already enjoying. Absolutely, like, yeah. And I've heard that before. You know, people trying to get in on it or whatever and you're going, you know what? No, we're just enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the way and yeah. let it happen. Yeah. So I think I made a good call in that like mostly I tried to just make the show better and get out of the way and whatever. Yeah. But I saw you afterwards and, I, and you were like, are you going to stick around and watch, watch me? <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to go home and cut myself. <laughs> Now, I didn't do that. Yeah. I went home and did my version of cutting myself, which is eating every bit of shit food (laughs) that I have in my house. Like, I went home, I put on the TV, and I got every bit of shit food out, and I just ate it. Not even, like, in a fun way. Yeah. Like, in a, I'm punishing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, jamming caramello koalas into my mouth. I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. What I like, I like the idea that because... So for people who haven't heard it, there was a guy on uh, doing the character, like pr- doing an impression of Mark Wahlberg, right. pretending and to if be you're Mark in, Wahlberg. Uh, if you're in San Francisco, really funny, like it's it's brilliantly funny. Yeah. And if you're in uh, San Francisco for Sketchfest, he's actually doing set lists with me tomorrow night, so oh, cool. he can come and you know see us do uh, set lists. Will's got something to prove. Right. <laughs> get him back. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to try to be. I'm you know I'm by myself that time, so you need fun. to get on. You need to get on the the. Um, where they do the set list topics from and just rig it and just, you know what I mean? Like right. try and give him some real tough ones. Just no, to, you know what? He was, uh, but the thing is, I don't want anyone to think that I wasn't, like I was loving. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for sure. I was loving the show. Yeah. Like I joked at one stage, it was like I had like one, um, like a make a wish thing. Yeah. And my wish was to be on this podcast. Very offensive, mate. Uh, very, you, very, sure. in, very inappropriate. Uh, you know say. what? I had a lump last year that I thought was cancer. <laughs> I can make that reference. I've made wishes before. I mate, can make those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least mine was a good wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you must hate being in San Francisco where the bat yeah, the kid, bat kid, the bat kid. But that, it, kid, I, that imagine if he rocks up to one of your gigs, like he's heard <laughs> like the bat kid. Hey, so if people haven't heard Little Dum Dum Club, and you talking about this, you should. Uh, I mean, people should check it out. But you 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 told a very funny story about because you've. 
talked before about the fact that when well you I well mean, there's a, there's a clip of me there's, a, there's actually a clip of me doing stand up about it on my YouTube channel. Um, okay, cool. It's called Tommy Dasselow makes a wish, and it's me. I, I made a I made a very I got granted a wish from the Make a Wish Foundation when I was like ten, and I wished for something that at the time I really wanted, but now is in retrospect, in retrospect is yep. one of the shitter things you could have wished for. And it's interesting, a bit of a name drop, but I met the other night the guy who created the cartoon Adventure Time. Oh yeah, uh, came to my gig, and he had watched that clip, and he was saying. Uh, it, it, he found it funny because Make-A-Wish kids always ask to come through the Adventure Time office because it's like their favourite cartoon, but it's just it's just an office where right. people are just doing work. Like, yep. So he worries that he was like he, that made him realise yeah, like, the, oh, the, no. The kids think it's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate yeah. Factory or something. And yeah, they're like, it, oh, no, it's just guys at desks. Yeah, are these kids going to hit 21 <laughs> and just go, oh, what a – just turned up to someone's office and watched them filling out some tax forms. They should send them to like China where there's like a thousand animators <laughs> working for three do- three dollars a day. Now, this is magical. <laughs> Look how much stuff's getting done. Um, <laughs> Look at how their tiny fingers bleed. <laughs> yes, they're your age. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> But just anything, like any time, because I've talked about that a bit, any time there's any kind of story, because the Make-A-Wish Foundation's on Twitter and they'll go, oh, this right. girl wished to meet Kylie Minogue and it happened, and then people will link me in on the tweet and go, fucking better than what you wished for, isn't it, you idiot? And I just have to cop it and go, yes. And so that day in particular, the San Bat Francisco Kid was... San Francisco Bat Kid, greatest mm. wish of all time, the yeah. whole city. And what a great, like, this, it's a cool city, this city. Yeah. And they all got behind it and it was like a really big deal. But I, I do like the idea that that kid's heard about you complaining about that <laughs> and he will just come to some of your gigs. Like, maybe, maybe still in the bat suit. Yeah, just up the back to mock you. Yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. have to say anything. Just stands there in the bat suit, <laughs> going, "Dickhead." I, I hope. I yeah. I should. You know what? I should have done. I should have. I should have tried to meet him. I should have tried to meet the bat kid. You should have that tried should have to been, meet the bat kid. I can probably still make it happen. I'm probably not yeah, going to. Nothing um, weirder not than a guy in his mid twenties trying to meet a child. <laughs> <laughs> I had what you had. <laughs> We're the same, you and I. <laughs> the kid's like, I heard you try this shit on Delta. It didn't work then. It's not going to work with me. Um, hey, quickly, can I ask you a question? Because this is something that's in my hotel room that I think is a bit weird. Yeah, cool. That I don't know if you've ever seen before because you've probably travelled a little bit. You, well, you would have travelled a little bit more than me. Um, in my hotel room, there's a lock on the fridge. Oh, right. Uh, so, uh, like, you need a little key? Yeah. The, yeah that's no, but cool. I've got the key. They gave yeah. me the key at the reception. Yeah. But I just think it's, it's quite common over here to have right. a lock on the fridge. Yep. It just seems weird because it's a single room. Yeah. There's just, you know, so at most there's a couple in there. Yep. Which is like, you know, one person what, in the couple. you're from your yeah. partner. Yeah. Like I would get it if it was like a room with multiple rooms and you go keep the kids out of there. But it's just, it just kind of, I don't know, it makes me sad. It's just a bit weird. I think that there's a lot of people who, and look, to be honest, I am. Because I'm a person, if I'm staying in a hotel, like the, the nice thing about this hotel in some ways is it doesn't have like a mini bar, a yep. courtesy bar, as they would say here. Yes. And um, uh, so even during this uh, like podcast, I've had to lean over a couple of times and you've been very good about it. <laughs> yep. I appreciate the fact that as I've been getting the uh, beers out of the, the fridge and I, it doesn't have an opener. So I've been doing the old country just sort of. Chipping, just yeah. chipping bits of wood off your desk right. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I stay in a hotel, particularly if you get home late from a gig, yeah. like I will murder the minibar. <laughs> like, I will just get in there and get – and I get the idea of like keeping it locked. Okay. If you're staying in hotels a lot, but I have never have kept but it locked, But you've got the, the key. Like who's it st- – you know where the key is. Who's it? It's not stopped. It's surely it's well, not stopping see, but, you. No, but what people do is they don't take the key or they will hand in – like you know, they'll ah, leave okay. it locked. Okay, like, right. Like if, you if you're an alcoholic or if you don't want to like get into the minibar or whatever, you just right. leave the key – 
at the front desk or whatever, then the shit's locked up. Well, the well the the weird if that's the reason, then the weird thing about my one is is that you need a key to to activate the lift to get up to my floor. So it's the same key. Oh, you need the same key? It's the same key for the lift and for the minibar. Oh, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's just crazy shit. So maybe there's like if you don't want the minibar, there's like an alcoholic's wing that you can be on where you don't need a key to get up to that floor. I guess maybe, it's, seems... that's, maybe it's the thing that um, it's just that thing of going, if you get the key out, you know that you're about to... Like whereas like a normal mini bar is just like a fridge, so you yeah. just go, you have a look, you maybe you have something, yeah. but if you have to get out a key to do it, yeah. you're like, oh no, I'm I'm doing something now. It's part <laughs> yeah. of the process. I just realised last night the thing I like about the thing I find funny about hotels is that you're essentially just in a big bedroom, like you've got a fridge in your bedroom. Right. Do you know what I mean when you're in a hotel room? Which like if you did that at home, that'd be like kind of nuts to just have a big fridge just next to your bed. I got to be honest with you. Now that you've mentioned that, I want a. Fr- I mean, I. I have an apartment. Yeah, I could put a. Fr- I could my house, fr- my housemate has one. My I could like put a fridge next to my bed. My housemate moved be in. Weird. I live by myself, yeah. <laughs> and I have an actual fridge. No need. That is like three meters from my bedroom. Yeah, my housemate put got a fridge in his bedroom not long after he moved in, and you, for uh, what for? For beers and stuff. And because be- he's because you're in a share house, right? Yeah. I can understand in a share house but, because you don't want to have to like go out into a communal area. Like say you've got someone over or whatever. Oh, yeah, I totally get it. But it's funny because you would think in bigger share houses you'd kind of think, you know, to say that to people, it's like, oh, that's really sad. It sounds like you guys don't get along at all. But we get along great. Right. Like we, we have a really social house. So it's just a funny thing that he's set up purely out of alcoholism. There's right. no social aspect or, or anti-social aspect to it. It's just wanting to have an extra spot to put booze that he can just get straight from his bed. There is something about uh, being in a hotel room that allows me to like drink beer. Like I've had, you know, I mean, look, anyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> in the future, like you know, if I ever become one of those people who can't drink alcohol anymore, this podcast is basically just going to be the evidence that everybody else has put together. But, you, you, that's, but your friends will get together and hold an intervention and you have to sit through and listen to every episode of this back to back as evidence of your problem. No, my friends will get together for an intervention and I'll get microphones and go, this will be a good podcast. <laughs> Need to do something for the 200th. Well, but you know what? I was actually about to say that because I think that's because I'm in the same position. Like, you know, we, we do our podcast and I do a video series now. So it's like anytime I'm in a in a foreign place or people are visiting us, it's like, oh, come on the podcast. It's like, do you think there's something like a little bit like very intrinsically weird? Like you and I have hung out a couple of times in this country so far and both times have been to create content for each other. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, No, I, I like that. I don't. <laughs> I don't, feel, I don't feel like there's any aspect of my life where I have to hang out with other people that other people shouldn't be subjected to. If I have to hang out with other people, then you have to hear it too. Like even last night you were like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. Like Will, maybe Will wants to like hang out and like have lunch and like, you know, talk about stuff. That'd be really cool. And then you were like, oh, do you want to come by and do the podcast? And I was like, oh, even better. He wants me to be on the podcast. Like yeah. just that. That's yeah. all my social interactions. <laughs> I don't want to have a meal with someone. I want to have a meal by myself. Yeah. As I did this morning and yep. watch Arrow and, oh, you yeah. know, like be in my own world. But then when I have a conversation, we may as well record may it. May as well right? put, it on the, put it on the record. No, it's been fun. I, um, so uh, we probably should – oh, yeah, okay. We probably should finish up soon-ish. So yeah. So I want to get to this story because uh, this was something a bit weird that happened last night. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mentioned that I got the lift back with the guy with the beards. Yeah. The, uh, the, be- the beards. The beads. The bead beards, yeah. That, that would be weird if you had beards. <laughs> You've all got to wear beards. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's me and uh, two girls. One girl that I had not met before last mm-hmm. night who was absolutely delightful and a friend of mine from Australia. Mm-hmm. A friend of Amy's and a friend of mine from Australia. A girl that we uh, knew back home years ago who lives here in San Francisco now. We saw her last time we were in town. Like, you know, it's close to an actual friend as I have here in San Fran. So, yep. so she and her friend came and saw my show last night. Uh, they came to the after party afterwards where, yep. where we were. And, um, and then... So my friend has said to me, hey, and she's female, she's a female friend, mm-hmm. has said, look, um, I live a fair way away from here. It was late. We were drunk. She's like, I live a fair way away from here, um, but I work here in the, in the city near where your hotel is. Is it okay if I crash in your hotel rooms? Yeah. That's, is that, that's weird, right? Like, is that weird? Yeah. It's, I mean... Yeah, it's a big ask because you can't. I mean, you you, you've got no. all the information, so you can't say no. You're like, nah, you just get the bus home by yourself, and right. uh, more. Power but also, to you. not even that. Like, I'm kind of like, I, I, I was pretty sure that it wasn't. Like, we're friends. Yeah, and she like. Yeah, she became friendly with me and my ex girlfriend. She yeah. knows like, and and they're still friendly online. Yeah. So I, my gut instinct was there was nothing like salacious about it no my gut instinct was was literally she was asking the exact thing she was asking which was can i come and just sleep sleep sleep. in a bed with you but so let me so what did you do like because this room just has a bed in it just one bed you're you're in the place where it happened yeah i mean (laughs) you can (laughs) now well okay well we can run through it that's that's a good way to do it did you go because you because what i was going to say is yeah. if you had a room with like a couch on it you could say right. you take the bed i'll go the couch uh-huh. but I here would i mean you just by the way i have bad hips <laughs> if you want to fucking crash in my room you've got to take the couch <laughs> okay fair enough um but you know you have options you have yeah. you can split up the sleeping there's no options in here you're both in the bed yeah did so did you go no end to end gear or just just straight I think in end to end is weirder Kind of, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, end-to-end is almost like you've put your face and their genitals, like, in a more convenient spot. Yeah. It's weird when, like, two dudes will crash in a bed together and insist on doing that. It's like, how kind of repressed and paranoid are you that you think that this is, like, really getting you away from that thing that you're scared of happening? that's the only thing that will stop you guys from fucking. I, was, I mean, I was gonna. I was about to have a crack, I but they don't. Have a crack, but they don't quite line up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that we can move. Yeah, like I like you, but I don't like you enough to adjust my body position slightly. <laughs> so, uh, okay, how did well, you? How did you sleep? Well, firstly, uh, the, didn't the, get a wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first thing I would say is that quite a, a, a decent sized bed. Yes, which is yes. nice. And she's quite a tiny little, like you know, person. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually. We probably could have invited the other girl over as well and all of us could have slept together non-sexually. Like there was plenty of spice, which is <laughs> yeah. a good start. Yeah. Second thing is that we got back here and she was like flicking around the TV trying to like watch something Yeah. and I woke up the next morning. Like it was one of those things where I, I clearly, it was late, I'd had a big day. Oh, right. Like I just fell asleep. Like Oh, that's good. Well, that's that, good. That's yeah, perfect. Bang. Like yeah. out, right? Good, good. So even if there was going to be any weirdness, which I'm sure there wasn't going to be, yeah. but even if there was, yeah. like I was literally just like, I got home. Like I'm, I, 
I don't again. I don't think there was going to be any weirdness. No. But imagine if like somebody's like, "Hey, um, can I come and stay at yours?" And then I just get back, drink half a beer in bed, and then just fall asleep. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Well, I kind of had the opposite. Years ago when I was single, I was in a similar position. I was uh, interstate. Someone was – a friend of mine uh, was in a similar position, needed a place to crash for the night, was like, can I crash uh, with you in your hotel? And I, unbeknownst to this girl, had quite a big crush on her. Oh, okay. And so she was kind of like – so we get back to the hotel and we're in the bed and she's like, this is so great that – you know, we can just be, we can just do this as friends and it's not going to be weird. And I was just awake all night right. just going, Ugh. Oh, I like this to be it was, weird. It was can torture. We make this weird. <laughs> it, because you sort of think, this is, the, this is the moment when these things happen. Right. She's invited herself in. Maybe this is like a little thing. Right. And then, and just being so frustrated by it, like the person is in bed with you next to you. But still not knowing how to make it happen, it's like just the worst kind of possible thing to be trapped in. Well, the only downside to what happened uh, last night is that I wake up pretty early Mm -hmm. and I hadn't asked her last night what time she needed to be at work or blah, blah, blah. And she didn't start like work until 10 and like I woke up at like 6. Yep. And like then it's weird because now I'm just like laying around in bed. She's still trying to sleep and I'm like, I want to get up and like yeah. let's check my computer or like do whatever. And now I'm just like lying in my bed awkwardly trying not to disturb someone who should not be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there was some kind of hotel room version of Uber, what kind of rating would you give her? Uh, I mean, here's what I would say is that she as a – like as a sleeping mate, mm-hmm. was pretty like pretty good. I would say that like you know I don't like the lateness of her arrival. Yeah, I, I dock her a point, four stars. <laughs> One star. Tried to finger me. <laughs> Did not try to finger me. <laughs> One star. One star. <laughs> hey, uh, Tommy, uh, that's absolutely fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I hope you will come back and do it again. Hey, sometime. thanks so much. Uh, people can check out your podcast, Little Dum Dum Club. It's a, I mean I have talked about it a lot on this podcast before, but it's an excellent. I the thing that I love about Australian podcasting is that there's a couple of shows in particular. There's a bunch of shows, and people yeah. should like check check them out. But I saw someone complain online the other day. Someone was making a snarky comment. It was like, "Here's my new pickup line. I don't have a podcast." Oh yeah, right. yeah. That's just happened in the last six months where the backlash is starting. I've noticed where right. now that's the thing about how many there but are. But also, you know what? Don't fucking have a go at somebody. Like, you don't have to have a podcast. And yeah. I'm fine with you not having a podcast. I'm not, and just I for the record, but yeah. that lots of people don't have podcasts. Uh, yeah. so, sorry, lots of people have podcasts now. Yeah. I get that. But you know what? Don't fucking have a go at somebody for trying to create something. Yeah. A, for free. Yeah. B, from scratch. Like, if you're a creative person and you have an environment where you can be creative and create something that maybe some people will like. Yeah. And you're willing to put the work in and put it out there for free and connect with people and some people enjoy that. Yeah. Then get fucked, yeah. mister. I don't have a fucking <laughs> podcast. Fuck you. We we get we actually love it anytime because it, I imagine you're, you're the same with this where because people have to work pretty hard to find it and it's so voluntary that it's very, very rare that you do get anything negative. Yep. But sometimes you have a guest on that people don't really right. like as much. You Are you know, talking that might about be Lawrence big... Mooney? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just heard you guys recently. Lawrence Mooney always gets um, 
uh, negative feedback from people because he's just so like I love Lawrence. Lawrence oh, we get no, we podcast. get the opposite. Nothing people people love him on this. Okay, yeah, well, I mean, look, I could I could be that example of this podcast for for some people, and oh, I apologise yeah. if that's well, it. everyone. It, is, I mean, though. everyone is someone's. Everyone yeah. Is. yeah, but it's it's always funny to us now when like if someone comments uh, in any way a slight negative thing, going, uh, "Didn't like this week that you did this." We just see that we've got license to just really savage them because it's oh. like. Sorry for doing this thing and putting all this time in for free every week and providing you with an hour of stuff to do at your job. How about you go fuck yourself? Like it actually brings us joy oh, no, when I love someone it. says something bad because we go, all right, boys, let's fire up the keyboard and do some damage. Mate, if, if there was like – there is a Tofop drinking game. Yeah. But the, the most common expression I reckon I utter like <laughs> is, fuck off, it's a free podcast. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy today like, you know what, I don't get a lot of negative stuff about this podcast because particularly – because it's such a, I mean, I have a podcast that has a name no one understands. Yeah. I change the name of it constantly. Like it's, it's completely, it's so hard to fucking find this podcast. Yeah. Like that if people do, they kind of get it already. Yeah. But my other podcast, Philosophy, like because people will come to that um, often because A, it's got my name in the title, mm-hmm. but B, they might come because of the guest. Yeah. Like I will have some people, like I I had I just recorded one with Ben Lee recently, which yep. is, is fantastic. But what happens is that you get some, like, you know, you get Ben Lee fans or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were like, I had a woman like, even if you don't like Will Anderson, this chat, I'm like, fuck you. It's a free <laughs> podcast. Even if you don't like Will Anderson. It's yeah, we, we had someone on our Facebook page yesterday say that they, we just had Ronnie Chang and Limo on our last episode mm. going off on Ronnie Chang. How can you not like Ronnie Chang? It's such a fucking funny Go podcast. fuck yourself that, that person. Um, oh yeah, I had a guy recently give me, because I say like too much. Yeah. I've uh, Doing this podcast has taught me a few things about myself. I used to be a person who said literal, literally yep. way too much and completely out of context. Yeah, my girlfriend always goes me about me doing yeah. that. I'm the I same, am, yeah. and I still do occasionally. It kind of depends on how drunk or stoned I am because my ha- old habits kind of come back. Yeah. Um, but I, I, apparently I say like a lot, particularly when I'm thinking I, I like a... Uh, it, it, like a 16 year old <laughs> You're just trying so hard twice, to not, not do to it then like, And then I, I realised that the only word you could use Then was like yeah. I was using it appropriately that I'm, time. The, I'm the same with that But I, don't you think everyone's kind of guilty of that Like I kind of will listen back to myself And think I do that too much And then I'll listen to someone else I think, if, I think everyone's kind of gotten also, on the like bandwagon fucked. It's not great like, I didn't plan it out. This is just how I talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck you. You've tuned in because you like the way that I talk. You know what I love about this podcast is sometimes towards the end, for no it's reason. Real bitter. It gets bitter. Real hate. It just gets yeah. like, I get angry at people I've invented, mostly. <laughs> We're having such a great time. And then, and it's also, it's just us getting angry about things about ourselves that other people have noticed. So there's like self-loathing that's then kind of gone through this filter and projected out into the world. Well, that's the other thing is, I know, because I I have to listen back to the podcast sometimes. If I've recorded one and I have, it's been a few weeks since we recorded it. Often I'll have to listen back so I can know what was in it, so I can come up with the title of the podcast oh, yeah, and yeah. Like do a description and whatever. And uh, I, I notice the things that I don't like about myself as well. Yeah, like. I'm very aware of those things. Yeah. It's not like it's a surprise to me that I misuse those words or that I say light too often or whatever. Sure. So I don't need you fucking ma- – like <laughs> I wish you had a fucking po- – why don't you start a podcast so I can fucking listen to your podcast, dickhead, and t- oh, no one would. That's right. So fuck off. Imagine fuck if off. that was the rite of passage for having to be negative about a podcast. You had to do your own podcast, put up one episode, and then you can leave a negative comment. It's like you and cancer. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, number of times that's been said to me, 
Yeah, Dad, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, people can find you. Can they can find you on Twitter? Yeah, yeah at Dasilo. Uh, where where else can they find you? Uh, I'm doing. I'm about to go do all the comedy festivals in Australia. Okay, so uh, well, you've got some gigs. Like, I'm going to try to put this up. Okay, yeah. So let's talk San Fran first. Yep, what gigs do you have in San Fran tonight? I'm at the uh, SF Sketchfest Showcase. It also, the... People will struggle for me to have put this up, listen to it, get to this point in the podcast, and still get to that gig. Yeah, yeah. It's... But tomorrow, tell me tomorrow night. What okay, are you doing tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. Tomorrow night, I've just got one. I'm doing the Rooftop Comedy Showcase which I believe is at 10 p.m. Okay, I have cool. to double check, but it's on, if you go on the Sketchfest website, it's, yeah, the Rooftop Comedy Showcase tomorrow night. And there's a bunch of great people on that I actually happen to see at gigs in LA. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, yeah. I'm doing uh, shows also here, but tomorrow night's set list. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, so tell people about the tour. What, uh, what, uh, what's the show called? It's called Dreamboat. And, uh, oh, is that the show that you did? No, it's a new show. It's Dream a new Boat. show. I've just seen the. It's, but it's got a. It it's, it's got a similar title to a title that Peter Hellier had a few oh, years ago, which no, I found that out. is exactly I what I was thinking. Didn't of. do You're my right. homework at all. Well, was his called Dreamboat as well? His was called the Dreamboat Tour, oh, right. and mine is called Dreamboat because the post is me shirtless, trying to look like a sexy little captain. Right. So it's kind of in conjunction with. Interesting. The I think poster. he might have looked like a captain on his poster too. And he was dressed in full captain's <laughs> garb. Look. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a nightmare. Are you now a Peter Hellier cover band? Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> actually, that wouldn't be. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's actually probably not the worst career you could have. Like, because, you know, Hellier's doing new shows. Cover band He's comedian. He's not going to go back. But you can yeah. just, like, cover every year. You just do someone's show. Like, three. <laughs> did, did you not get a ticket to yeah. Ronnie Chang's show at the town hall? Oh, last year? that would be. Next year. <laughs> doing someone of a different race to you would be pretty spectacular stuff. It should happen more because there's Tommy a guy that... Like the Australian Ronnie Chang experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, like, Ronnie's shows sold out and got so many people in, but mine get even more because I get people who don't like his race in right. as well. I get racists in, you know, because I'm white. You know what I mean? I can really capitalise. Oh, God. Um, all, all the Ronnie, none of the Chang. <laughs> It should happen, but you know, there's that guy that does like pretends to be Andrew Dice Clay. There's like an Andrew Dice Clay right. tribute comedian. There's that guy that does Bill Hicks. Yeah, but Bill Hicks is dead. I'm fine with the guy doing Bill Hicks because, yeah. like, it's weird when you're doing the person when they're still alive. Yeah. Well, okay. Let if it, God forbid, something should happen to you. Yeah. On record, do I have your permission to become the Will Anderson tribute? I would love that. Man. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Finally, you've made a decent wish. <laughs> Uh, where are you taking uh, the, the Dreamboat uh, show to? Uh, the Brisbane Comedy Festival, the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and the Sydney Comedy Festival. And you'll be doing live little dum-dum clubs at some of those yes. places as well? Yeah, we got one in Brisbane, we got four in Melbourne, and one in Sydney. But all that stuff's on my website, tommydasolo.com. Awesome. Uh, I am also touring uh, my new show, Willuminati, uh, starts in Adelaide very soon, in fact. So if you're in Adelaide, uh, get tickets for that. Then Brisbane Comedy Festival, then Melbourne International Comedy Festival, then Sydney Comedy Festival... Uh, the Chatswood show is already sold out. I know it's May, but we've added another one. And the Enmore shows are more than half sold um, again. I know it's really – I also think it's terrible that you have to fucking decide what you're going to do in May. Yeah. But the tickets are selling fast. So if you really want to come and see those shows, I would recommend that you get in as quick as possible for those shows. Uh, you can find me as always uh, – uh, Will underscore Anderson on Twitter. I never plugged that and I forgot what my handle was. It's Will underscore Does it kill you having to say that underscore? No. Who's, who's got the non-underscore? Oh, you know what? Me. 
Oh, okay. Uh, originally, I didn't have. There was someone right. sitting on it and squatting on it. Yeah. And then, like, they eventually were like, oh, no, no, you can have it if you want. Huh. And then I just couldn't be fuck changing it. Yep. So, I'm okay. Will underscore Anderson. Okay. For a while, he had a lot of followers. I bet. <laughs> he wasn't tweeting, but he had, like, quite yeah. a lot of followers. I bet. Like, that Will Ferrell one that everyone thinks is real. Oh, there yeah, is retweeting. Yeah. That drives me nuts because someone retweets. It's like, it's ob- it's it's so obviously not real. Why would why would someone like that use a still from them in character in one of their movies as their picture? What person would do that? <laughs> Although Will Ferrell is the sort of person who would like do the Will Ferrell thing, but as a parody. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. pretend that it's someone else doing his. <laughs> I like you, Will. I've given you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, man. 